Welcome to Teen Talk. It's a podcast for teens by teens. Your host for this episode is DMAC. Our goal is to meet you where you are and reinforce that you are not alone. Proudly sponsored by Mountain High Appliance. Well, I'm so happy to be able to host this um, edition of Teen Talk with Senek and Ritwick. Um, Senek, let's start with you. Tell me a little bit about yourself, um, uh, who you are and where you go to school, that, that sort of stuff. Okay. Um, my name is Senna. Like You already know that. And then um, I'm a rising senior and I do Taekwondo as a sport. <laughs> okay. Ritwick? Yeah, I am a rising senior as well, and I like playing basketball, and I also play the bass. Okay, guys, how we doing? Senna, how we doing here? How do we finish up? How how this year go compared to what was just awful last spring? How how things go? Well, it was easier than last year, I think, because everybody was used to everything. I stayed online all year. I didn't go back to school. Mm-hmm. So I was a little burnt out <laughs> by the last week. Like, I really was not feeling it. But, you know, I pushed through and I finished it up strong. And, Good. you know, now it's summer break. <laughs> yeah. Ritwick? Yeah, definitely. It just felt like um, spring 2020, but just over an entire school year. It was, I will admit, it was not fun because I did remote learning throughout the entire yeah. school year, I didn't go back in person because of COVID constraints. Mm-hmm. And remote learning was not a great experience for me personally, but I definitely do look forward to it being over. And then hopefully um, the next school year will be in person. It'll be more interactive than remote learning was. Right. What, what, what do you think your friends struggled with the most and, and what you struggled with the most, not being around your peers when it come, came to school and activities, sports, clubs, band, that sort of thing? I think that was itself, not being around each other, because in person at school, I'm part of a couple of clubs in my school, and it's really great to see my friends and mm-hmm. do those fun activities in those clubs. And then also in classes, you get to work on projects and just work on assignments together rather than be at your computer kind of by yourself. And sure, you can contact with your friends via text and other stuff, but it just isn't the same as working with them in person and talking to them in person as well and just going around the halls and seeing all of your friends overall. So I think that's the biggest struggle, not that lack of social interaction um, with each other. And then also even with teachers as well, because teachers really can bring the class together, but it's very hard with remote learning. Senna, was your experience similar? Yeah, I definitely agree with everything that he said, honestly, like in Having club meetings online was also another thing. It was really strange. I do mock trial and stuff, mm-hmm. and I was helping lead mock trial this year. So, you know, me and my co-captain, we would try and, you know, teach people about things that we were doing, you know, teaching about direct examinations and cross-examinations and opening statements. But, like, everyone was just staring at us and nobody was saying anything. It was really awkward, you know. It just makes interacting with people so much harder. And it was a really weird dynamic to not be able to actually see people and talk to them during class and, like, get that daily dose of interaction. (laughs) And I do feel like it kind of sucks because I might have, honestly, since I haven't seen a lot of people in person for, like, over a year, 
I probably ha- I'm not as close to a lot of the people that I was in my grade yeah. from before, and that kind of sucks. But you know, hopefully next year. <laughs> you know what I got from from my kids? Um, and my I had a, a a 2020 senior, so he got all that. You know, all all that you got there. And it was a hard time just um, finishing things off and connecting. And man, when when it snapped, it really snapped. Like I don't know if um, Ritwick, you you saw that with um, some of your friends that they just detached completely and had a hard time just finishing anything they were trying to do. Yeah, definitely. Motivation was a very big factor, and like I was talking with my peers about it as well. I found that myself and many of my peers lost that motivation and lost a lot of the drive that I had and my peers also had with um, in-person school and like just going into remote with that isolation. You're kind of sometimes driven by your own peers, but like now you're kind of just isolated to your desk and you kind of lose the drive to get those assignments done and then kind of reach out and kind of go above and beyond. So definitely being remote and not being around people kind of personally affected me in not um, having that motivation, having that drive. All right. Well, let's talk about staying healthy then. So, Sun, I'll start with you. I get it. It's a huge challenge. It's been difficult. Um, Talk about just staying uh, physically fit. Um, You're a black belt in Taekwondo. Awesome. You can protect me and Ritwick. Ritwick, I don't know what your expertise is. I don't know if it's a black belt. But Senna's got a black belt there. So how did you stay physically active during this period, Senna? And, and, and what did that mean for you? Um, so my teacher, my Taekwondo teacher, he kind of closed the studio and started doing online classes. So on ah, Zoom. Okay. And that was, that was interesting. It also added flexibility, you know, to everything. And he actually stayed fully online for a pretty long time. I feel like at least five or six months until like August ish. And then he started having small in-person classes, Mm -hmm. but, you know, being, having the opportunity to stay home and also still do Taekwondo was nice, you know, even though a big part of Taekwondo for me, at least before and still is, um, was being able to meet new people and interact and also have an outlet, you know, outside of school and everything. So it was hard to do it alone, you know, it was good for me to, you know, have, it it still is good to me, good for me to like have a place at home, a way at home to, you know, stay active and stuff like that. But not seeing anyone made it harder for me. I, I like kind of jumped into that all of a sudden, but, you know, staying active, I had the opportunity for it and I'm really grateful, but it was harder to keep up with. I feel like I had less motivation. It kind of goes back to the school thing because I wasn't seeing people. Like I saw everyone on the screen, <laughs> but yeah. And I still haven't gone back in person. You haven't. What, what, why, why haven't you? Um, I was still a little scared and I got vaccinated. So I have my vaccine now. I'll probably start going back in a few weeks, but you know, that's also another thing. Like I'm kind of scared to like go back after so long, you know, I don't know. I'm probably just psyching myself out, but like, yeah, what, are, what, are you, what, do you, what do you find yourself afraid of? I don't know. Honestly, I feel like just like getting used to being around the same people again might be weird. I am a little bit more introverted naturally. So that okay. might be an aspect of that, but you know, it's just being away from everyone for almost a year and a half, you know, it's like, 
okay, <laughs> I'm going to see them again and everything. And I'm like, what if things changed when I was gone? You know, am I going to be able to adjust to being in person again? I feel like those are the main things that I keep okay. <laughs> thinking about. <laughs> Litwick, what about you? What, what do you do that's physically active? What, what does that mean for your mental state of mind to just be active with something? Yeah, I mean, physical activity was definitely very important for me throughout this entire quarantine period. And I've tried my best to stay consistent, but at times it's been tough. And what I found was helpful is just blocking off 60 minutes in the entire day, just mm. do whatever physical activity I could, because whether it would be like going to local park or and playing basketball, or mm-hmm. luckily I have a dumbbell set at my home so I could go downstairs and then work out with dumbbells. But just allotting those 60 times and just doing physical activity for those 60 times, even if it's just a simple walk, that's mm. what I found that helped me the most. And it's also what helped me with my mental health as well to keep my mind off of the expectations of school and extracurriculars and everything, just blocking those 60 minutes off and then just focusing on that workout itself or that walk itself. That's what I found to be the most helpful and kind of get me back on track. Senna, it seems that you're not only did you take it seriously, you're, you're still taking it seriously. In fact, even by your own admission, maybe almost a little too cautious. Um, and Ritwick, I don't know how you felt about it, but I know a lot of teenagers didn't take it seriously at all. I mean, it's, it's like it never happened. Um, how do you come to terms with people that maybe your peers and maybe it does separate friend groups that some people take it one way and some people take it another way. So I know maybe I can start with you on that. Oh yeah. It's been interesting to see, honestly, from my perspective, um, I've been pretty cautious, honestly, and my family as a whole, not just with my peers, but like within my community, I'm Turkish. So there's a lot of Turkish people around here, like how they've taken it and how they've run with it has been seeing that has been interesting. And, you know, people our age, they like always post on Instagram and everything. Now, you know, now that everyone's getting vaccinated, it doesn't feel as strange to see people hanging out in larger groups and stuff like that. But, you know, before like, March, April, like there were some people who were still hanging out and just pretending nothing was happening. And I feel like seeing that also made me more cautious. I would like go into going into sports again and stuff like that and going back into that environment because I was like, I don't know what people my age are doing when I'm not seeing them. I don't know if they're going to put me in danger. You know, my sister, she's nine years old. She's not vaccinated. I don't know what would happen if she got sick. Like that's the main thing, you know, it's like, seeing people posting about it it's like kind of weird to see that some people didn't take it seriously you know or still aren't taking it seriously and it's like you know it just makes me a little scared (laughs) what about you yeah i found myself with my more distant friends i found myself kind of more detached from them but with my closer friends that i felt like i needed to hang out with to kind of either get a break or just kind of chill out before I went back into the grind. I communicated closely with those close friends, like, hey, are you being safe and stuff before I would even hang out with them? So Mm. taking those necessary precautions with the people that you know and you trust before um, seeing them in person, I found was very useful. But then I've also seen how people in my age group in general have been treating the pandemic, Mm -hmm. and they've been kind of disregarding it 
and hanging out in large congregations without masks and whatever. So that's why my parents did not want me going back to school in person because of the reaction from my age group as a whole. So, yeah, that's why I've been only hanging out in small groups at most and then also following CDC requirements and guidelines. And I found that to be helpful. And as I'm vaccinated, as many of my friends are vaccinated, Mm -hmm. I find myself hanging out in larger groups and going back to normal very slowly, but very surely. Ritwick, who do you trust with information? Who do I trust with information? I trust. You just named. Now, hold on. You named your parents. You named the CDC. You named a friend group. I, I, I'm sure you look at other social media. So I'll get to you. You're laughing already. But like, you know, who do you trust? Yeah, other than those people that I've trusted, I, first of all, whenever I look at information on social media, whether that may be Instagram or just in the web in general, I also research the source itself to then see if I can trust that source and see if there is any potential bias there. But ultimately, I trust what the CDC is saying and (laughs) what my parents are also saying and also some of my close friends that I have already established that trust with before the pandemic. And just overall looking into anything I see over the web and taking everything with a grain of salt, ultimately, yeah. Yeah, because you know you have some dummies out there, Senna, that just say things that aren't true. I mean, I, I, I see that as an adult, and I, I don't know what to say to these people. Um, and I have no idea what it's like to, to be a teenager in that situation, too, because there's always a, a certain amount of peer pressure to go along with the group. And, and your circle, every teenager circle is small. So how do you deal with that, Senna? Yeah, well, uh, luckily, I have a great group of friends, you know, um, the five of us. Oh, we grew a lot. Cro- Oop, this is weird. <laughs> I'm getting disoriented by the screen. We grew a lot closer in the pandemic, which was really cool. And, you know, I trust all of them. The thing that I've seen within my own friend group um, is that, like, we don't pressure each other. But one of my one of my friends in the group, um, her parents are really cautious still. And both her and her siblings like barely ever leave the house, even though they're vaccinated now. Um, And, you know, it kind of sucks to see that she is always stuck at home when we, you know, try to do activities. Like two weeks ago, it was one of my friend's birthdays and we did like an activity for her. We bought her a cake and we made, we did a DIY project together. It was a lot of fun, but, you know, seeing that she was at home, was, I don't know. I can't imagine how she feels, you know, I, I think, personally would probably feel a little sad about it, but you know, yeah, 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 yeah. So the important thing is having people who make you feel like it's fine if you can't hang out in person, you know, and we do things online together too. Like we call and stuff, but yeah. <laughs> well, I, I do wonder it's so tricky because we all had to be so cautious. Um, but Ritwick, like you said, you trust the CDC and your parents. And there are vaccinations out there that are being advocated for, which theoretically should mean if you have been vaccinated and you feel good about it and you believe that, um, you should be OK to, to get out and about. So, well, that's a really interesting case there, Senna, with your, your friend who just isn't doing anything. 
But I guess at the end of the day, you've got to be supportive, right? You can't uh, be too judgmental and, and you have to support her and understand that she might be going through her own process and her own difficult thing. Is that the case with her? Yeah, honestly, I, I just want to be as supportive as possible. You know, I know she probably wants to leave too, you know, hopefully soon. And, you know, senior year is going to start and she's going to have to leave then anyway. But, you know, slowly but surely, you know, we're going <laughs> to ease back into it. I mean, the bulk of what we do as my friend group revolves around the internet now, you know, we make Google meets and, you know, spend our time online and we like watch shows together and play games. And it's a great way to spend time, but also it includes her without having to force her to do something that she's not comfortable with. Mm-hmm. And that kind of goes back to the peer pressure thing. Like, it's important to know that you're making people around you feel safe. And if you feel unsafe with someone, there's no point in you, you know, still trying to hang out with them or like sticking with them. Honestly, that's what I think. Like, I feel like I probably wouldn't feel safe around some of the people that I used to be distantly friends with. Like I wouldn't want to involve myself with them right now because it feels like I would feel pressured to do things that I wouldn't be comfortable with doing right now yeah all right ritwick what do you think is next and by the way by the way ritwick are you mad at us the the older people that we've just screwed all this up um how so do you mean kind of screwed all of this up well doesn't seem like we got it right seems like it happened we didn't react to it the right way and the people, you know, before we got on this call, I, you know, I, I work at the radio station. I've been at for 13 years. Well, 13 years ago, you guys were four, five, six years old, whatever, something like that. I've just been doing the same thing. You know, the degree that I lost out on things is minuscule compared to the degree that you guys lost out on things because your lives are changing so fast and you have so many epic moments that just come and go in a very short time where somebody in their late 30s, 40s, 50s, I mean, they're just kind of going through the same stuff all over again. And I do wonder if you harbor any resentment or anger that the older group, the more responsible people, put you guys in a situation where you lost out. And frankly, I didn't as much. Yeah, I wouldn't say I necessarily hold a grudge against older people or like top officials and how they've dealt with it. But it is definitely, and I feel like I speak also for my age group, that it's definitely frustrating how this pandemic has been ha- has been handled and how easily dis- disinformation has been spread throughout um, mainstream media with regards to the pandemic. Because um, how, how my, my, me and my friend group feel is that this pandemic wasn't handled properly and it felt like it was being downplayed to the point where um, people became began getting frustrated with quarantine. So then um, government officials start opening stuff up and then people go back and then COVID spreads like wildfire and then you kind of have to go back. So it's we're in this cycle of officials trying to gauge with the public interest and then also the public just going back and forth. Like you want to quarantine, but then you also want to get out. And it's just a very confusing thing to be a part of overall so 
definitely it is frustrating because I felt like we could have quarantined very early in the pandemic and then we could have been out and about. But since we didn't, it's kind of the quarantine held long and longer and longer and longer. We wanted to get out more and more, but then we end up getting out early. So we have to quarantine even more. So it's a very confusing cycle to try and look at. And it's definitely very frustrating to see the cycle get even more confusing and even more convoluted. Sana, what do you think? Yeah, I definitely agree with what Ritwick is saying. I honestly feel like adults, seeing some adults, I'm not saying everyone does this in America. I just feel like um, seeing how some people act, um, not everyone is like you, you know, not everyone is considering how it affects everyone around them, you know, the the things that they're saying and the decisions that they're making. I feel like there are a lot of adults and people around us who are being selfish to some degree and thinking, not really thinking about the bigger picture. And I do think, you know, what, like Ritwick said, it's partially because the pandemic was mishandled a little bit and it was downplayed. But, you know, I look at New Zealand now and I'm like, okay, well, why can people here be like that? (laughs) You know, they're like walking around with no issues. And, you know, when there's one case that pops up, they go into full on lockdown. They still do that. You know, it's kind of like insane to see how different it's been handled and also how different people's attitudes are around us. And I feel like it is kind of sad to see how there are so many people around us who are acting so selfishly about things going on right now you know being like oh you know i don't know i want to be able to do the things that i did before i want to be able to not wear a mask like people who are taking that so extremely it's like okay but at the same at the same time you have to think about people's well-being and i feel like if people hadn't been so selfish early on and not realized like and had realized how serious this was it would have ended earlier and it would have been resolved earlier and it's still going you know people are still getting sick and stuff and i feel like it's kind of unfortunate (laughs) okay all right um let's wrap up with something a little bit lighter a little bit more fun um give me something you are looking forward to doing uh out and about outside the house here this summer give me something fun that you want to do and then tell me what your hopes are for the next year for the next basically what i would consider like a school year you know what i mean like uh 21 22 um so i don't want you go first um i'm excited about just hanging out with my friends doing things um we've made a lot of plans over the last year we've kind of you know looked i don't know we've seen things on tiktok and like other social media platforms and been like oh i want to go there like i want to do that you know we've seen cafes in downtown denver that we want to go to you know just being able to spend time with my friends and make up for the lost time really really simple stuff like just you know hopping a train or something going downtown getting a cup of coffee yeah or wherever you know somewhere in lodo maybe something like that right Mm -hmm. something as simple as that yeah. Uh, and what are your hopes for 21-22 for, for that next school year? Um, having a fulfilling senior year, I guess. You know, being able to see everyone, being able to have that dialogue again, and mm-hmm. having class in a way that's going to motivate me to keep going <laughs> and not just staring at a screen all day. Yeah. Really, how about you? What are you looking forward to doing outside and what are your hopes for 21, 22? 
Yeah. So I guess I'll first start off with like, with this pandemic has severely affected, obviously, my mental state and my motivation. And then on top of that, also my social skills, because when you're in kind of a confined space all day and you're kind of just stuck to the uh, desk and chair, I found myself being more hesitant to reach out to people mm-hmm. and just being hesitant to be more social overall. Mm-hmm. So as we move back to in-person this summer and even into 2021 to 22, then I feel that it's in a way like healing all of the mental trauma that the pandemic has served us all. So I find myself looking forward to just getting back to it and getting my motivation back and just getting back to a 100% or even 110% me even better than before. Okay. If I were to talk to you guys next year, and I'd say, Senna, I'm so excited because you're going to the university or school of, or where is it going to be? Theoretically, dream school next after you graduate is what? Either Washington University in St. Louis or University of Chicago. <laughs> wow, right on. Same thing to you, Ritwick. What, where, 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 where am I buying a sweatshirt? What's it going to say? What's my dad's sweatshirt going to say? Your dad's sweatshirt will have either MIT or Caltech on it. Okay. Do you like uh, Boston or do you like the Atlantic Ocean or the Pacific Ocean? What, what's it going to be? I'm not actually, sure. Technically, hold on, hold on. It's not actually. Hold on. MIT. I'm going to impress you here. It's not the ocean. It's the Charles River. Right there at MIT. I know exactly where it is. I'm not sure about Cal, but I know it's the, you know, I'm from the Boston area. So what, what, what's your choice there? If, I mean, that's amazing. Both places would be incredible, but what are you leaning towards? Oh, that's, that's tough, but I might say, have to go say, with say, MIT. Say, say MIT, because then I, yeah, have some- I was, was going to say, yeah, I'm going to go with MIT. Yeah. All right. I want you to say, pack your car in Harvard Yard. <laughs> Can you say that one more time? Pack your car and have it yard. Pack your car and have it yard. There you go. <laughs> Welcome to Boston or Cambridge, actually. But there you go. All right, guys. Thank you so much for spending some time. I really appreciate it. I wish you the best. You two are, are so bright, um, so smart. Uh, I love that you double source things, Ritwick. You should always understand where your information is coming from in the media. Don't trust us. Check it out for yourselves. And I really appreciate it. I wish you guys the absolute best. Thank you. Yep. Thank, thank you. you for having us.